listening to the Washington Weekly Review. It's the week of October 23, 2021. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. This week's local stories feature the Riverside City election, a sudden change of plans on Buchanan Street, and a gas odor in Westchester. But first, a look at the big picture. Iowa's sports betting environment is heating up, according to recently published taxed revenue data from the state's Racing and Gaming Commission. The numbers show higher sports betting income in every quarter of the last fiscal year compared to the same time in fiscal year 2020. Elite Sportsbook Chief Risk Officer Jay Rood said the industry was on the upswing. It's been going really well. Obviously, the uh, the restriction of uh, in-person registration uh, has been lifted, uh, so that makes it a little bit easier to access your customer. You know, uh, obviously, it's been a challenge with COVID, both from player acquisition and 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 uh, handling of, of the wagering activity but yeah uh, very encouraged by the activity in Iowa we've seen uh, multiple operators into the state now at this point uh, I think you know there's been quite a few additions prior to this football season uh, that were, were not there you know originally rude said the pandemic also threw off schedules reducing sports wagering revenue to almost nothing in 2020's fourth quarter from uh, April and July there wasn't a whole lot going on. We were booking bull riding. We were booking ping pong and a little bit of golf that started in some in some other um, sports that were being played around the world. But our menu dramatically reduced during that period. I mean, there was there was basically no activity going on um, for. A good 10 weeks. Although tax revenue saw a $500,000 drop from the third to fourth quarter of fiscal year 2021, Rude said that change was nothing to worry about. This is a very cyclical business, you know, very driven by what the sports schedule is. Um, you know, you're going to have you're going to have quarters that uh, you know don't have the the best opportunity to thrive. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news right after the break. seats on the Riverside City Council are up for their regular four-year elections on November 2nd, a third special election is being held on the same day for a two-year seat. The winner of that separate race will complete the term started by Janine Redlinger, who resigned in June. While incumbents are running unopposed for the four-year seats, the half-term is a competitive race between three candidates. Candidate Larry Simon said the shorter term had its own appeal. There was a two-year opening. Um, That way, um, I would commit to two years and without, you know, committing four in case things isn't what I believed or things didn't work out or whatever. You know, I didn't want to be letting anybody down. All three candidates said infrastructure projects and city code enforcement were among their top priorities, but each had a unique pitch to voters. Simon said he was a highly accessible candidate, ready to listen to constituents. I think I, I my heart's in the right place. You know, I want to be more than happy to talk with anybody. I want to be accessible and listen. I'm more than happy to to talk to somebody. Maybe I'll learn something. You know, uh, their opinion, uh, maybe it was something that I hadn't uh, looked at or hadn't thought about. My whole goal here is to, to give back to uh, a town I was raised in. Candidate Phil Richmond said he hopes to win voters with his commitment to progress for the city and his love of Star Trek. Well, I've always kind of, I've tried to be like 
low key and easy to get along with. Don't always work, but I try to. <laughs> I think it's just keep the city moving forward. And of course, I'm also I'm involved with the museum here, so I'm big into the whole trek thing. So I want to keep them promoting that because that brings people to town. The more they can do with that, the the more of a tourist attraction they'll be, and the more people will come into town. I, I like having one trek person up there on the council. Candidate Kevin Keene, a former city council member of 18 total years, pitched himself as the most qualified person for the job. Of the three of us that are running for this seat, I have the most knowledge and, and could be, I think I could contribute quite a bit from my knowledge. To add to my experience, I've also been a member of the Riverside Fire Department and responders and Washington County Special Deputies, RACC, which is the Riverside Area Community Club. And I served on the Iowa Plumbing and Mechanical Systems Board. And I'm currently chairman of the uh, Riverside Planning and Zoning Committee. I guess I, uh, I just want to stress my experience. The Washington City Council abruptly changed the design for a paving project on West Buchanan Street Tuesday, unanimously retracting plans to install a boulevard. City engineering technician Keith Henkel said city staff had voiced concerns since the boulevard was approved in July. PNZ had come to uh, the Development Services Department and asked if there was any other option. They had had some concerns from agricultural citizens that some ag equipment would not fit down the lanes with the boulevard in there. I've talked to most of the homeowners down on Buchanan. I can tell you that there was not anyone that I spoke to that was in favor of it. Um, on top of that, we do have some concerns, and JJ can follow this up, uh, especially in the wintertime with maintenance for snow removal. It's going to make snow removal on, on the maintenance crew very difficult. From a construction standpoint, I'm estimating that we're probably looking at about a $10,000 cost savings directly to the city. Mayor Jaron Rosine emphasized the city's commitment to quality in light of the reversal. We get one chance to do the project correct and whatever correct is because the street is a 50 to 75 year project. After that, I think it's overlaid, so it's arguably a 100 year to 150 year project that will uh, be exist however we choose way beyond all of our lifetimes. We want to support ag, if that's the issue. We want to support the, a, a good project. We get one chance. Obviously the road is the big picture 100 year plan for the city of Washington, and the road goes in. It's a matter of whether the road is a boulevard. Council member Steve Galt agreed that the boulevard should be removed, but said the city needed to find another way to prevent speed problems on the road. You, you can't tell me that an 18 year old kid's gonna end up a quarter mile or an eighth mile blacktop or paved road's not gonna turn into a drag strip. It's got to, it's, something's got to be done. I mean, it, we have to do something about that. Whether it's people, yes, yeah, speed bumps, whatever. I don't, I mean, it doesn't really make a difference, but we have to do it. The city of Westchester had a brief gas leak scare last weekend, with several residents reporting a gas odor in town. Wellman Assistant Fire Chief Jim Seward said technicians from Aligned Energy were on the scene when they arrived. They had a real heavy odor of gas in the kitchen when we arrived, uh, shut the gas off had the safety center notify uh, Alliant Energy, which is the gas supplier for that house. They were already in the area responding to three other gas smells that they had received. They came over to that house and they were gonna check out to see if he did have a leak, but he said uh, they put too much odorant in the gas and that was what was causing the smell. Still, the call was not a waste. Seward said crews found a small, unrelated gas leak while they were on the location. I talked to the Alliant guy 
that responded to our incident and he said that he had been to another house and they did find a small leak there which wasn't detectable until all that odor was was put in there so you know it was a good thing there that's it for the local news we'll be back with the best news i've heard all week right after this Best news I've heard all week. The Little Ducklings Daycare Center opened in Ainsworth on Monday. Director Trisha Morrison said things were off to a good start. It's been going really good. They're doing amazing. I'm absolutely pleased with the staff that I have. I still am looking for one teacher to be in the classroom, and I'm still trying to find a cook, so I'm still trying to find two more staff members. Morrison said she opened the center as soon as she could. I actually um, have been doing in-home daycare in Washington for four years and just closed my door Last week, last Friday. So I started here on Monday. Okay. So I've been doing it up until we're ready to go. And now, housekeeping. Thanks for listening to the Washington Weekly Review. This podcast is copyrighted property of the Southeast Iowa Union, which is owned by Gazette Communications Incorporated, a Folians company. If you're tired of our break music and want to run an ad during that time instead, give our office a call at 319-653-2191. Your support will make it possible to keep this podcast running. You can also support this show by sharing it with a friend and subscribing to it wherever you get your podcasts. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kaylin McCain. Have a great week! <laughs>